0: It's time to stop reimagining things and actually start changing them. Tune in to Recalibrate with Samsung, where we'll discuss how technology is changing the way we work, connect, and live our lives. On this next episode of Recalibrate, we welcome recurring guest Reed S. Stryker with Samsung B2B Mobile Marketing, as well as first-timers Keith Fuentes and Yasir Aziz with Samsung Software Sales. They'll be breaking down the state of mobile security, industries that will be most affected by 5G, and why companies will be left behind if they don't adapt to the 5G future. Now here's your host, Jason Claybrook.
1: Today we have Keith Fuentes, we have Yasir, we have Reed, Dr. Reed again. Dr. Reed. Did you get that certificate yet? I did not. not, no. not no? Mail oh, order? Not a, okay. Well. Order. Anyway, we're back. We're going to chat a little bit about security today, security on phones, devices, uh, people, airports, whatever. So, but before that- Big
2: important topic. Security? Huge, huge topic, security, uh, but also our lead-in. Our lead-in? Game of Thrones.
3: Yes. Your <laughs> winter, winter is here.
1: So, I was on Twitter Sunday night, and of course, that was blowing up with countdowns, and I will admit to have never watched
3: Game of Thrones. How wrong am I as a person? Well, the good thing is, is you live it. So <laughs> <laughs> I think what makes Game of Thrones so popular is just how real it is to what we deal with, whether you're in a business, whether it's in your personal life, where there's basically a perfect storm happening with all these different things around you. and but There's dragons. There's dragons, well, some would say 5G. So you look at when technology changes and something's introduced that is foreign to the market or somebody believes can never happen, you have to adapt. So I think when you look at dragons, you can get all freaked out because there's dragon, but I think that's the same thing when I look at technology with 5G. It's going to introduce something that some people thought could never happen, shouldn't happen, doesn't exist. And when it does exist, those who harness it are going to succeed, and those who don't are probably going to vanquish
1: we could be done right now that was part that was wonderful that was, a, that was yeah. a
2: great use of the word language, too yeah and dragons. and it sounded very I, I
1: just got over so my fear of dragons from <laughs> when I was a kid watching Pete's Dragon I was scared of the invisible <laughs> dragon Pete's <laughs> so. Dragon. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you were 4 years old and supposed to uh, a british dragon you start with puff really the magic dragon then you can then you can no. it maybe that was the <laughs> problem i went out of order <laughs> we're and now and of dragon's order. lair although i still to this day the hardest video game hardest game ever yeah. Mm-hmm. Story. I Didn't Agreed mind you. the dragons in Harry Potter though. Those those
2: didn't bother me too much. I haven't seen Harry Potter. <laughs> I, <think laughs> I missed I missed Harry Potter. I missed Game of Thrones, and I only watched two of the Lord of the Rings things. The first two. Okay. Lord of the Rings
1: easy. It's it's a long walk. You drop the ring. It, they, I think they spoofed that in uh, Clerks movie. One of the Clerks movies, the third, but it, yeah. the third one yeah. they. Yeah. yeah walkie just yeah. going along walk. You take the ring you drop it off and fire you <laughs> the volcano in cool. 10 hours later you're done yeah. <laughs> uh so anyway you guys are knox team and knox is
4: yes sir? knox is our software security platform it's actually our platform that we have from the bottom layer of the hardware all the way up to the software layer so we have multiple layer approaches to security to ensure. Our mobile devices and other products that Samsung brings to bear operate properly in a 5G world overall. Oh, okay.
1: Does it work on really any network? Because 4G, 5G, they coexist for a long time. You have things like CBRS. So this is more device security. But we were talking with uh, David Rue about really cool things that are coming in with healthcare. And we got to talking about diabetes. You and I talked on the phone, and you brought up heart arrhythmia and body monitoring, why, why would device security play a role in that?
3: Yeah, so I think the first way I like to think of it is when I, not just Knox, but in general, you have to have a security platform that you use in your ecosystem and hopefully build off of that gives you, like Yasser said, hardware plus software security. When you're dealing with heart monitoring, it's a situation where if it's used correctly, it saves lives. If it could be used damaging in an attack or someone at uh, the system failed, then it could be losing life. So when you look at something that's a device that's not just monitoring, but maybe one day can actually assist in an event, whether it's injecting glucose or if it's insulin, I mean, uh, for your glucose issue, or whether it's just tracking a heart arrhythmia, that type of information is usually very proprietary or very personalized, and there's laws against who has PIA access to data. So yeah. personal information and data is something that a company has to protect against. So... What I think is the biggest failure in the market today is we don't learn lessons. At least the market doesn't like to learn lessons from history. They like to repeat them over and over again. So if we were to take a step back and look at the laptop, when the first laptop came out in 1991, the IBM ThinkPad, everybody was focused on antivirus, personal firewall, and all these online securities. It wasn't until 10 or 12 years later that Dell came out with the Trusted Protocol Module, which was a TPM chip built into the device below the operating system to provide a hardware layer of security. So that if someone was to attempt to physically attack your device, you would be able to protect your device even below an online attack. Because there's there's multiple facets attack. You thought that lesson was learned, but then the smartphone comes out in 2007. And it's not until 2013 that Samsung takes the first step of saying, why didn't we learn from the laptop? Why don't we do that same type of architecture for a mobile device, whether it's a phone, tablet, watch? So I think you're seeing the market kind of adapt and learn that you know we can take these lessons in history that if you're going to store data if you're going to connect it to a network especially a network like 5G that's going to have speeds you haven't seen before you have to consider not just an online attack but a physical attack you have to take both attacks into mind and in the fire in, in the uh, 5G world, in this f- faster speed world, you're going to have the ability or the mechanism for these attacks to be much more sophisticated, much more powerful. So you have to bring that same type of defense. Uh, you talk to Game of Thrones, it's like the wall if anybody watches the show, but you know there is something in the north that wants to hurt you. Everybody in the south who you're in responsibility to protect isn't listening. It's They don't believe it because they can't see it. They haven't seen it. But you know it, you've seen it, you've been fighting it. So you have to come up with a mechanism that's both physical but also virtual so that you can handle whatever type of attack might be coming, if it's coming from the air, the ground, or in virtual in a virtual world. So heart monitoring. If you're gonna put something on a watch that's gonna t- start tracking your heart rate, if that information is specific to you, you could imagine, for example, if you have a brother or sister who has a heart condition that might be considered hereditary, if she or he has no care of their security and they wear a wearable that's tracking their heart rhythmia, and details what their problem is, and that becomes public. Can you be balked from getting health insurance? Because they know from your sibling, leaking the data of what they have as a hereditary issue. Maybe in effect, you suffer as well. So you don't get insurance because the family member's data got divulged. So there's a trickle-down effect to this. And if you're a business that's going to sell some technology to offer that capability to help them in their daily life, security has to kind of be at the forefront first. You have to think secure in mind when you're doing this and then roll the solution if you want to cover yourself from different angles. And that's just one.
2: I was going to say security is always like it's very much an afterthought in a lot of cases. It's like almost like uh, it's like a police event. We don't really get to it until after like the crime has been committed. And there isn't a lot of like pre-work that's done in a lot of cases. You made a really interesting analogy uh, in a separate conversation that we had about brakes on cars and like what security is. And I was hoping that you could talk a little bit about Absolutely. that because I think it's extremely applicable to what 5G, when you talked about speed and the fact that we need even better security. Yeah. Could you guys do that just a little bit? Because at sure. your talking point, I think it's very applicable for a lot of industry.
3: So I've been in the security role for a long time and you'll lose half your audience just by the word security. People just shut <laughs> it's down. Security. It's like if you walked into school and said, what's your favorite subject? If you mention one subject, half the school that doesn't like that subject shuts down. Mm. If you don't know something, you don't like it, you're going to shut down. I don't see security as the insurance sale. I don't see security as a defense mechanism. I see it more as a betterment or proactive. And I think the brakes on the car analogy really describes this. The brakes on the car analogy is if you were to poll 100 people and ask them, why do you think brakes exist? A large majority of them say to stop the car. I would argue brakes exist to allow you to go faster. If you go and you look at the first cars that came out, you would only drive them so fast out of fear that if I crash, I could die. And these were some of the most metal steel solid cars that are not like these cars we have today that'll pretzel if you hit a uh, you know a curb so you wouldn't drive it too fast because you knew you couldn't stop the car if you did mm-hmm. when brakes got better and stronger and more efficient we started driving faster why because we knew we could stop when we needed to mm-hmm. so the brakes were a betterment they actually gave you an ability to do something and go somewhere faster safer it's curious the same thing do you take this mobile device when you go and visit say rome I I might, but if it's got something sensitive of work, and I just read that in Rome, pickpocketing is at an all-time high. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I could risk bringing my phone. They might steal it. Now, wait a second. If I have the right security on there, does it even matter if they take it? Because they can't access or get anything off of it. I can wipe it remotely, and I can just replace it with another store. It's just a paperweight at that point.
1: You're not saying not to go to Rome.
2: Yeah, not. Said, we're not we're not picking on Rome. I'm not I'm yeah, just Rome. saying uh, I, fantastic. I'm, cool I'm saying this is, <laughs> so this is my point, though. This is my point.
3: There are people that have not traveled to certain destinations sure. or of taking a work environment phone, whether they're in government work or business, out of fear that they can't do that, just like brakes on the car, they wouldn't drive that fast. Mm-hmm. I'm saying with the proper security, you can go to these places that may be seen as higher risk and not sweat it. It's actually gonna allow you to be more effective, more efficient, do your job better in more remote areas. I I look at mobile devices. These are an endpoint, and these endpoints are growing, whether it's the wearable, whether it's your television, your refrigerator, your washer and dryer. I mean, endpoints are being added to the game every point, point. and they are your weakest link if you don't take security in mind. If you take security in mind, they become your strongest asset and will allow you to do things like monitor your heart. So you bring up heart arrhythmias. I, I personally suffered a stroke at 40 years old, two days before my 40th birthday. I had a hole in my heart. didn't know it. Blood clot went through the hole, hemorrhaged on my brain. Paralyzed my whole left side of my body. I was blind in my left. I could only see about a quarter size hole out of my right eye. And when I went to the hospital, I was very fortunate to be 10 minutes from the hospital because speed is of the essence here. But when they prescribed me, they told me this could be permanent. Luckily for me, within 48 hours, all my faculties came back. I had surgery. My heart's fixed. I'm ready to go. But my heart rate is very important to track, to monitor, because there were early signs, heart arrhythmias, that should have shown this when I was playing quarterback in college, when I was doing all these things lucky not to die on the field that if I would have had the technology, it would have saved me maybe earlier. It would have prevented this catastrophic event that happened on a business trip in St. Louis um, when it hit me. And I was very fortunate. I had just gotten out of the car and I wasn't still driving at 75 miles per hour when it hit or or I wouldn't be sitting here. So when I look at these technologies, I, I wear a watch that monitors my heart all the time. I sleep with it all the time and I study to see what it could do. The power in using it right is when this can actually tie into my ecosystem with my healthcare provider, where it's not just sending it to me, it's sending it to them, where it can track me while I'm sleeping if an event was to occur, where it could dial 911 and then send the 911 operators what I'm dealing with so when they arrive, they're ready to go. Those are all things where, A, I embrace the security, B, the security's right, and then, C, I get a solution that you know makes my life, I feel better, I feel safer. I'm going to go take that jog. I'm going to go do those things because I know I feel like I've got yeah, the contract i have yeah. the confidence
4: to do it so i think to keith's point it's not just the device platform security it's the data in transit security as well that's very vital to healthcare overall right so imagine a, imagine a attacker getting in between the device and the actual network and stealing that pia data like a man in the middle correct a man in the middle attack so the, the way to secure that samsung has built this framework around data in transit to allow it to communicate with networks including 5g in a proper way so this is, so you're like one of the most technically savvy people I've ever met.
2: Um, so I know you, but like not some of the people watching might not know you. Um, what, uh, what are some like really, co- I love dispelling myths around, like we did something the other day about this around 5g. What are some myths that you guys have been able to dispel around like security where people maybe have a perception of something, but it's actually completely different. Maybe like challenges you've been able to overcome in that same capacity. I think that's always a, an important thing to get out from like a, a, a thought perspective.
4: Yeah, I mean, as far as myths go, as far as security goes, uh, there's people that claim that their products do certain things, mm-hmm. but they truly don't. They share information with other pr- other applications on their mobile devices. And s- in some cases, we do too. But we secure that way the actual the data is shared between the applications themselves, and we also s- secure how the data is shared between the application, the device, and the network that it's transmitting to.
1: I think a lot of people think... When, when you bring up security is that they're, you're adding a layer of resistance and, and whatever you're doing becomes cumbersome. Is mm-hmm. that fair or not fair?
3: It depends on the implementation. So if it's implemented right and the policies are set right or you take the initiative to really understand what you're building, you can build something super efficient. I used to do these demonstrations where I walked around and somebody would ask me you know, about security and I would show them that just the touching a finger and getting into my device. Way more secure than putting in a fixed password that majority of people are using but the convenience got so much better. So can you install security and then put a policy that locks it into a point where it's less efficient? Sure. But you can, if you understand the technology, usually implement something like a biometric that takes security to a whole other level, but also takes the convenience in addition to it and the productivity levels up. So you get that, you change the scale to increasing productivity and security instead of having to give up one for the other. And here's one last one. So... Autonomous cars,
4: right? Yeah, so of endpoint. course, of course, that's important too because the auto manufacturers are getting data as far as, hey, what point of failure caused this vehicle to stop operating the way it's supposed to, as far as autonomous vehicles are supposed to operate, right? Meaning, did the brakes fail? Did the did the guy get wrong navigation instructions from X, Y, and Z application? What happened in that use case? That's going to give those auto manu- auto manufacturers details and, and data around that entirely. Again, it's securing their platform.
3: And just like the healthcare story, like can decrease your insurance if you drive safely, if you do things right. Well, they have trackable. safe programs where exactly. I,
1: I think some of those carriers have things you can plug, plug into. Was it OBD? OBD yep. two, yeah. yeah, two port With and 4G. it's on a four G network. Yep. It's monitoring, and if you do this, give us that data on how you're driving. Then yep. we're going to lower your rates, or your rates are going to fluctuate. Yeah. And we talked about you know me- medicine and bell curves. So it's, it's, it's not kind just of in, every, everything in life right now. We're all Massively insured against bell curves, or treated medically against bell curves, so when we have this continuous stream of data to our endpoints, our devices, our people, our heart, now, now we're treating things in isolation, or
2: yeah, I think more that, directly. Right? I think like the biggest, I think the biggest point to make around 5Gs, and also too, like the biggest currency that um, I don't think anyone really expected to exist was data. And this is like, how do you transmit the data? 5G, how do you protect it? And this is, again, just to kind of bring it back to the the Knox piece of this, like moving forward, data really is going to be extremely valuable. Your data is so good, it's going to be so specific to you, medicine, personal shopping information, EMR, and regardless of of the use case, and really comes back to how do you transmit it more efficiently? then how do you, how do you secure it? Mm -hmm. And it, how is it going to be secure on device, which is so incredibly important. And that's why I keep, I always wanted to go back to like more use cases within like what we're doing, maybe like safety, what we're doing in private enterprise, small business, large enterprise, whatever the case may be. There's so many examples of like how we are securing that currency is really how I look at it.
3: Think, Think of one other thing from a Thomas Honorable. How much money do you spend when you buy a vehicle today? That has to come with a GPS, a radio, all these other capabilities that are already happening on a device that more people own these than own cars. So most everybody that owns a car has something like this. Yep. If this can do five different components that you just spent maybe $4,000 worth of your purchasing budget in that car, don't need to be in the car. So now you get a, just a screen and the screen is powered off this and the screen brings in your pandora or whatever you might be using for your radio or brings in your gps mapping that's coming from this can that decrease the cost of the car more importantly from a security perspective if you're doing something with the vehicle in say law enforcement where you need to go undercover and so you're going to take your vehicle and you're going to use it for an undercover operation one of the risks you have is if you use the gps in the vehicle and somebody gets access to that vehicle can they pull everywhere you went and find out oh he went and stopped at this facility that's a law enforcement facility now, if I put everything to here and this is secure or has a dual persona, I can actually do my job and nothing's traceable on the car if I need to do something in, in that aspect. That's just, these are just little trickle down effects. But again, when we look at when you start to have something that's digitalizing, like we're seeing on the automobile level, to me, the organizations that are really thinking the three steps ahead and seeing that if you're going to build a market... First, got to have the money to spend on the market. Well, if you can show them where you can take the money away and the cost from here, and I'm sure the automobile makers don't want to have to mess with GPS and mess with right. all these other third-party vendors and radios, and it just comes down to the device, then again, that changes the game. I think security will be important in that, but it'll also be more convenience. Convenience tied to what the technology you're going to get with that.
1: You said dual persona
3: on the device, right? What, what does that mean? So I think... I, I see a lot of people sometimes carrying multiple devices, and um, it's cumbersome. You gotta, it's hard enough sometimes just to keep one device charged if you're on it all day. So, if you've got to keep two, so dual persona, and this is my opinion, with the dual persona, what we should be doing better of is creating the instances on your device where one side could be personal, one side could be work, or one side could be patient, one side could be nurse, one side could be. You know, uh, banker, one side could be bank customer. So you're building in a dual persona environment a very secured mechanism so the device could be multi purpose or multi user and done in a very safe way. And let me give you
4: more than two. Can you have more than two currently? So on right the now device? they're limited to two on a device because of uh, certain performance and so forth. But let me give you an example of this, like for uh, electronic driver logging for, uh, for truck drivers themselves. Mm-hmm. So we've built multiple solutions for various companies out there where literally they will get into a truck and when they're driving their truck, they'll have access to app, two apps, their driver logging app on where they're going and their navigation app on where they need to deliver stuff. Okay, Two things. But when they actually get to a truck stop, then they have access to the other things that they need to do. Netflix, HBO, do uh, expense reports, et cetera, et cetera. But when they're driving, again, only access to two apps, giving them the ability to have one device with two different personas. When I'm not working, when I'm working.
3: And and this drives the market. So Yasser brings a great story up. Today, truck drivers are in demand. It's hard to find qualified good drivers. So as an organization, you have to entice the driver to want to be with you. This is happening in hospitals as well with patients. And I'll tell another story there, but in the trucking world, if you wanna recruit the best trucker trucker to your company, the truck driver, you need to offer something to them. So one of the things you can offer is maybe improve, improve the safety of them behind the wheel for whether it's falling asleep at the wheel or so forth. So I, I, I told Reed this story. One time I went and met with a customer and when I meet with customers, it's kind of different. I don't go in and feature sell. I don't go in and tell them about how great some product is. I literally go in and just talk to them and say, you know, what's your biggest pain point? Or how are you measured at the end of the year when you meet with your manager, what do you have to do to succeed in your role, and the which you'll get back in that answer will build you out what they're needing from a solution. Because people don't buy devices; people buy solutions or apps that make their job better, and then they'll take the device that runs it the best or the most affordable. Sometimes, so went to this company, trucking company, and I said to him, "What's your biggest pain point?" And this guy, the CIO, he goes, wah, wah. "Wawa, wawa." I'm like, Wawa. I'm not from the East Coast. Convenience store. I grew up in Chicago. It's a gas station. But I didn't know this. So he goes, Wawa. And at first I looked at him like he was speaking another language. I thought he was kidding. Like he was making some joke. And he looked at me, he's like, oh, you're not from the East Coast. I said, don't think God." So he goes, um, I'm just kidding. But we all from so the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too too. You know the Northeast is the most saturated part of the United States, right? I'm sorry. If you move West, you keep moving West. So I um, grew, grew up in Chicago. So the, uh live in Denver. But the thing is, so what I was getting at this is that um, I, I didn't know what Wawa was. So I said to him, what the hell is Wawa? And he said, it's an experience. And I said, okay. He's like. When a truck driver passes a Wawa they'll stop and they're not just filling up their truck. They're eating the sandwich. They say is the best sandwich they ever had. They might it, be playing it's the the We have buses so and good. text. It's, Cheese is pretty good too. It's dude. entertainment. Yeah, that's true. Mm. But every time the truck goes by one and it stops, we lose productivity. And every time they go to these Wawa's, it costs us money. So if you could help me to prevent a driver from going to Wawa, I'll buy. Think about that. We're not there to talk gas stations, but the gas station came up. Mm. The next question I asked him, I said, you know, what other risks do you deal with? And he says, Drivers falling asleep at the wheel. We lose our shipments, we lose lives, people are in danger, and they feel like we're pushing them too hard. We try to argue you stop too much at Wawa. And if you would have (laughs) not been at Wawa, maybe you could have stayed awake at the wheel, blah, blah, blah. blah. Turkey sandwich. Then the next complaint they get is, you know, when they're not at the wheel, it's their time. And they want to be allowed to have some recreational time. So we looked at it, we said, we got a solution that we we want to talk solutions. Let's talk solutions. Imagine that you have a, a tablet sitting in your driver's seat giving him his navigation, that tablet has a camera. Imagine if the app was written where the camera's tracking his eyes. If they're shutting and they're closing, you could know he might be falling asleep at the wheel. You could tie that to the OBD-2, maybe into the car, if the car's becoming smart, honk the horn. Maybe that wakes him up. Maybe if the eye shuts too often, too much in a short period of time, you decelerate the engine and you force it into a shutdown state for 30 minutes. Go get a nap. Go wake yourself up. You can't drive this truck right now. Now, the truck driver might say at first, I hate this, but you're doing this for his life, for his benefit. And you may find that that little cat nap gets him going to his destination safer, faster, and the shipments faster. Now, the Wawa. We have GPS on these. You can plot every Wawa on the East Coast and literally... If the vehicle stops within proximity of the Wawa, make the horn go berserk. I'm just giving an example. Or notify HQ or do whatever you have to do so that you we're can prevent. We're going to get sued by Wawa. This was an example. This was an example. Well, just they on may the record, I same. love Wawa. Done this. I like to here,
1: When we get done here, I'm flying to the northeast to go to Wawa. Yes. I'm buying
3: everything I, in the store. I, Side note: I grew up in It is I actually went there for the first time and it was pretty bad. It was pretty incredible. It's amazing. It so was pretty sandwiches.
2: You have no idea like, the big like it's socks. oh my god,
3: it's really good. Yeah, it's I really went to a good. football game in Delaware. Never heard of Bucky's.
2: Bucky's is in Texas.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Sheets is good and too. And Bucky's is almost as big as a Walmart. Uh,
2: with Bucky's is a hundred
1: is- gas punts. Yeah, wow. Barbecue on demand. Oh, that There's great. You can buy it's, it's any any kind of food that's on this planet. You could get out of Bucky's. Sounds yeah. like a truck driver's dream. Oh, it is. Okay. Well, people actually, it's this cult maybe cult's not the right word but it's, it's a little strong <laughs> it's it's very much a pop culture thing around here where teenagers will say uh, there's a new bucky's i'm going to go to bucky's and buy the t-shirt with the beaver on on the their logo the icon is a beaver mm-hmm. beaver or bucky the beaver yeah and it's
2: it's a uh it's an experience man like they have yeah, a, uh, I think they have every counter. season of
1: game of thrones there really too. <laughs> they, have,
2: they have a beef jerky counter uh speaking of security uh, they have a beef jerky counter that is just Kind of unbelievably massive, and you can get like every flavor or anything you can possibly make. Every kind of meat. Yeah, it's really, really quite unbelievable. It's, it's well, something. Do they it's have a vegetarian to... jerky, like a tofu I, one? I, I'm sure they do. I, I don't know why everything. they well, would. Why would but I'm you want sure that? Yeah, I don't want it. Well, like, <laughs> why did <laughs> you look at <laughs> Reed when you asked <laughs> the question? It's <laughs> yeah. well, like, that's like a, a fish, <laughs> fish jerky, whatever it is. Have uh, you had that dried fish? Uh, no, it's, it's, it tastes and smells like a dumpster. People love it. I don't (laughs) understand how they eat it. You're trying
3: to recruit a driver in cab experience. As mentioned it, if you want to provide like an airline experience where you can watch movies that may be still in theater, you cannot put content of movies that are still in theater to a device that's not protected or secured. There's laws, there's rules, Hollywood and others aren't going to allow you that digital format. Of, a, of something that they're still launching. And doing.
2: Oh, sure. Piracy is such an issue. Yeah, but totally. if you
3: build the right secure solution to a device and gain that capability, just like the airlines did, and now this driver who's driving your truck, who drives for you can see latest and greatest shows, can see different things, maybe Game of Thrones, and has that experience in the back of the cab with that same device, you may pick up drivers. And we saw this play out in a healthcare facility. I had a healthcare facility that contacted us, and this was actually involved in this one, And the healthcare facility was kind of small and new and niche, and they were getting started. And they said that, you know, one of the big things that's happening right now in this perfect storm of technology is the multi-generations in the workforce or in the Uh, I
1: I know where you're going with this. I think we're going to invite you back because I've got a bone to pick with you on this digital transformation multiple generation thing. I was... Highly offended, but that, that's this, for the This is the guy who two weeks ago yeah, said, this, the guy, yeah, okay. <laughs> this is the guy two
3: weeks ago on your podcast said, but if you're fat, thin, small, yeah, okay. <laughs> he said the uh, offense, I don't know. Anyway, uh, my point is – I'm going to save that for you. Okay, so I want to offend you real quick. So <laughs> shine, the, um, shine the light. Oh, wait, wait, here's what I want to say, and this uh, is based on an actual story, so I'm not giving you this because I, I think it. I, this is what was said. This medical facility said that if you looked at generational – The different generations, such as, say, Baby Boomer, and even my Generation X, they're less trusting. So they don't necessarily, in general, go to digitalization as fast. They want stuff printed on paper. And I can prove this because just last week with my mother, I had to deal with her not allowing me to set her up with an online account to track her medical. She's diabetic. She's high blood pressure. She refused it. She wanted it in print. And I was so hard. She just moved to Colorado. Everything's online. We can track it, trace it. I can help her. doesn't want anything to do with it. So if you're a hospital 30 years ago, you recruited patients by getting the best doctor. Because what happened is is these patients like my mother would research how many surgeries the doctor do, what's their history, what's their background, is this who I want touching me, I'm going to go with this person because they have the best records. So that's how they chose their care. This niche hospital said, we can't afford those doctors. They're too expensive. They're not going to come work for us. But we believe there's a change happening in medical care millennials have hit an age where they need medical care in a way they didn't 10 years ago. Maybe the way Generation Z is today. And when you looked at the millennials in general, it's a they were fine giving up the paper. They actually preferred it. They looked at you like you were an abomination if you were killing all these trees to give them something they could have had digitally emailed to them. More importantly, some of them are posting things that you and I wouldn't necessarily want to post on Facebook, such as what they did on the weekend and maybe if they got sick, what they got sick. With. So there's a whole different... A viewpoint of what that user will do. But what they do more than ever is blog and go digital on their opinions. Mm-hmm. So if you're a small niche hospital, you can't just think of the doctors. You think of the patient. And if you build the ultimate in-room experience for the patient, you give them the highest speed network. You put a device in there that the nurses are using for security and dual persona, the patient can use for entertainment. If you make the experience for the patient so sophisticated in a way they relate to, that they enjoy They're going to choose your hospital regardless of the doctor. And you know what happened with this hospital when they digitalized? The doctors they couldn't go out and recruit came to them because those doctors knew that their patients were starting to change. And if they wanted to address a market that's growing and keep their practice flourishing, they needed to have that type of experience to keep the patients that are coming today. And so it changed that market. And here came the small little niche hospital that put their investments into in-room experience, making it for the nurses more savvy so the doctors and nurses could do their job more efficiently. Now the nurses were coming to them, the patients were coming to them, and they flourished. So it's not about the generations. Don't get stuck on that. It's just saying no, that I, when yeah. you look at this multifaceted ecosystem, it, it's something you can really take advantage of, but you got to do it securely. Yeah, you you are,
1: it. so we won't save it for next time. I, I saw I a video of there. you talking about that, yeah. and on the slide, and in your conversation, you left out Gen X, and I felt offended because I'm –
2: I'm Gen X. Yeah, Why? Well, he did say Gen X wasn't I, very trusting either. So did you trust what he just said? I I'm see. <laughs> line and and I know, so
3: wait, I wait, wait, wait. I did.
2: But Gen X. There you go. Yeah, paper. There you go, man. That's,
1: that's I have this <laughs> and I have a Note 9. <laughs> I use both.
3: Yeah, but you so. chose this as your preference on the desk.
1: It looks better on camera. <laughs> I'm
3: giving you time. You guys have all <laughs> your phone you <laughs> it's, it's just a problem.
1: So that's quite a
2: bit. So um do it again you have anything you want to add to this uh no i was gonna say uh, um i i know from i prefer everything digitally as well i also just found out the other day that i'm a millennial it was like heartbreaking <laughs> <laughs> seriously, seriously? <laughs> yeah i'm up to cut that part <laughs> um. yeah i just i made the, i made the cutoff i was always like ah, as millennials and then i found out i was a millennial and i was just like
3: no, but you don't understand if your stuff's together you can window. rule the whole people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're the millennial, who's
2: that? Yeah, no, it's uh it's a, uh, no, it's a fascinating topic. It's a very complicated topic. It's a huge. It's huge, huge, huge. And it's not something you, I don't think you can really solve in like a quick minute yeah. or even like in a 30 minute conversation. Security is just such a massive, uh, it's a massive piece. And I yeah. think, you know, the, the conversation again, it's about, it's about data. I mean, that's really the currency of, of of tomorrow uh and how do Today. you and how do you oh, yeah i mean for all intents and purposes winter is so, here winter is here they bring it back to <laughs> still don't bring know it what it back. Needs, <laughs> <laughs>
4: i think it means that it's here is
3: that and, what it means no. i don't know i'll worry
4: about them. it i think it means it's time to fight uh what uh, it means yeah out, so. but the enemy comes Today, when I'm it's
3: cool. coldest because the yeah. enemy needs cold so when winter's coming like the well, enemies are, they 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 are cold. called white walkers they come from the north so why, why I said you live Game of Thrones is Do they we talk generations, that? and Game of Thrones, those are factions. So the Northerners don't trust. <laughs> so if you're watching the show, <laughs> they, they have an issue when they meet the Northerners. Well, it's, it's just a different acronym for whatever.
2: it's so. Very much, uh, yeah, it's very much generational. I, could, I have so many stories about my father and like uh, his, his view on all this stuff
4: as well. so I'm pretty sure millennials don't watch Game of Thrones
2: uh no they do i saw a great meme though the other day it said i only go to bars on sunday nights so i can meet other aliens that have not seen game of thrones this <laughs> is very much a thing it's just uh yeah, So everyone has their flavor of, of uh, preference but no to, to to bring it back i do think that i think data is a huge thing to, to be aware of as far as the security of it the mobile device game is only going to get more advanced it's only going to get more crazy it's, it's going to get it's, faster it's going to get faster and it's like you know like the, the Uh, like some of the devices we have coming to market. I mean, there's just so much happening to try to keep up on it is, is so, it's so difficult and security can never be an afterthought. So it's like, I want to do way more of these types of things as far as like getting into more use cases, maybe some more complex stuff, but there has to be just like a base of Mm -hmm. knowledge. I know we got a little goofy with some things uh, as well, but it's great that you guys were able to come Because again. It's like, you know, the data is the currency of today, and then how do you transmit that is very much over five G. And I think we're yeah. in a position, a really awesome, very unique place to be able to do both of those very well. So, the security of it obviously is a, is a big deal. So, guys, thank you so much for coming to This great.
3: Thank yeah, you for thank you. having us.
0: Appreciate
2: yeah. it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right. Adios.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Recalibrate. For previous and upcoming episodes, or for more of our content, you can head to samsung-networks.com, or you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.